everybody, it's Shop Talk Show! I think this is episode 186, brought to you in part by lynda.com. Let's do it, Dave. That's pretty good. I think we should work on it actively, but only practice during the live show. Yeah, I I I think that maybe theme go song lower. Is One of us should hit, hit a lower oh, note. We're in the same register. That was the problem. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Linda, uh, hey Linda. Yeah, doing real good. They're an online learning platform with over three thousand on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business technology and creative skills, which is no joke. Think of that three thousand courses on there for a free ten-day free trial. Visit lynda.com/slash/shop/talk. To get that free 10-day trial, which you can make good use of, I'm sure. And Environments for Humans, who are promoting their CSS DevConf. That's the URL as well. CSSDevConf.com. It's getting pretty darn close, but there's still time to see one of the best web conferences of the year. It's totally focused on CSS, which means I love it. Both Dave and I will literally be there in the flesh, hanging out, probably having some cocktails, shaking hands. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever we're going to do there. Dave's doing a keynote. I'm doing some um, some like, some like show and tell, encouraging. I want to see what you're working on. I want to talk about it. I want to get you on stage to talk about it. It's going to be kind of sweet. Pending details on all that, but we're kind of working stuff out. So uh, check that out. It's coming up at the end of October here uh, in Long Beach, California. That's cssdevconf.com. Uh, we got an interesting show lined up, I promise you. So let's kick it off, Dave. Hey there, Shopamaniacs. You're listening to another episode of the Shop Talk Show. I'm Dave Rupert, and with me is Chris Coyer. You should make Shopamaniacs like, put that on something, a water bottle Dude, or something. like a tank top that you mm. can rip. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, really? Like Hulkster style? Hulkster style. Oh, I like it. Shopamaniacs. Oh, yeah, bro. We'll write it in like lightning bolt letters. Yeah, lightning bolt, totally. Uh, and like maybe on an, an American flag. Cool. So if you're thinking that this is our little intro that we already did that, now you could buy them in the store. Not the case, but maybe. The case. maybe There is shopdocshow.com slash store where you can buy shirts and stuff, and those are filled. We sell a good... We sell a good one or two a week, so thank you, Shop Talk hey, listeners. There, we, I Christmas just reordered is them, up. is why I mention it, because we're going to oh. – and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to print it with a little bit, like, bolder orange on there, too, so if just so it, like, stands out a little better. But pop, the shirt that pop. we've landed on is really soft and super nice, so. I agree. Uh, I might need to uh, get another one as well. Uh, sure. Miss, Mr. Dave has maybe put on a few pounds. Sarah, if you're listening, Mr. send Dave a new shirt. <laughs> Yeah, double X that uh, baby. Me too. Yeah, me too. just put some X's on on my last order, please. Oh, speaking, Dave, of things that have changed recently, that is the topic of this show. Uh, and maybe you've been hearing our hints on it. Dave's been talking about it a little bit. Dave has some blog posts at DaveRupert.com that you can check out. But the Dave had this brilliant idea a while back that he's going to go Windows, and so that we're calling this episode "Dave Goes Windows" with an exclamation point at the end of it. Probably. <laughs> Oh! Okay, 
that okay so um if you remember if you can flash back to many shop talks ago i think it was like in a rapid fire 42 i think which would have been geez in the 160s maybe earlier than uh, 2015 uh we were talking Chris, you and I, we were just talking about, or I think we got a question that came in, like, how do I do this in Linux? And, and we were just like, ah, I don't know, use buy a Mac, I think was our well, like yeah. honest uh, answer. Probably, which we, <laughs> I, you know, we were aware that we, you know, it's buy a Mac, wink, wink. Like, I know that's the worst answer ever, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I think we, we both sort of thought that you know, there, there is like a business reason why you should have a Mac. You know, if, if your uh, if, if your money funnel involves all Macintosh software, it's probably important that you have a Mac in your, 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 no, I think de- that's device. Fair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's just business. Um, but you know, I, I was thinking about it. Like, I think after that show or, or around that show, I was just thinking like, it's sort of really unfortunate that whenever a, a question comes in to shop talk, it, our answer is like, meh, buy a Mac or sorry, don't know what to do. And, and specifically about windows, you know, I, I was digging through the shop talk show stats. We get, we get quite a few uh, listens per month here uh, in the, the tens of thousands. And, and I was just like, well, I want to find out about these people. I don't know what they are or who they are. And, and and, and what they do, uh, people from lots of different countries, um, mostly American, but lots of different countries. But the, the device, the OS split is like, it, it's for desktop and, and mobile is another thing. That's like a, a whole other deal. But, um, the, the, it's like a 20, no, sorry. It's like a 52, 48 split between Mac and windows. So, so our, audience is about 48% windows here on the show. I have it open just cuz I thought I would do, I would I would I would do that. So it's we're actually at 20% mobile, which is that's pretty interesting. That's a lot higher than uh some of the other sites I work on Sistrix and 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 CodePen are way heavier on desktop. But I think that's this is appropriate cuz you're like, "Oh, a new show and you click and listen on your mobile device or whatever." At least like my mental story of what might happen on Chop Talk show is Leans that way, but then then OS wise, it is uh, Mac is the highest, but it's only at forty percent. Yeah. Okay. So forty, and then Windows, Windows is thirty five. So it's okay. just behind, like they're neck and neck. But then the rest of it is like split between all the mobile stuff, right? Or what? So so thirty five percent of people are on Windows, barely neck and, and that, neck, which is surprising. Yeah, and and we were kind of a a Mac software advice podcast, <laughs> you know, to, uh, have, have you heard any podcast where it's like, uh, two white guys talking about Macs? Um, it's a very common podcast. Yeah, apparently so, we're one of those. <laughs> we're one of those. Um, and so I, I just was like, you know, I was unsettled by it or, or I was like, I wish we could provide a better answer. So, and, and I have history with Microsoft. We, uh, Paravel built their website, uh, we've worked with them in, on a few projects in the past. I have like very low <laughs> ill will to Microsoft. I, I know the people there are working hard and, and trying to build a better product. And you might say you have a very positive relationship with Microsoft. A, a cash flow positive, <laughs> a very positive relationship with them. Um, and, and and so I, I just was like, you know, I think 
I, that sort of sparked like, hey, this idea. And then I think I went to a few conferences around then. And, and one thing I noticed was every speaker had this, you know, aluminum laptop with a big glowing apple and they they'd take it up on stage and the big apple would be glowing and so everyone could see it and then and then you look across the sea of devices and there's a bunch of glowing apples and and I, you know for me this is sort of where it got and I was I was also reading a lot about the web like the history of web stuff but um you know when we're we're very much presenting this this uh, device monoculture. You know, when we mock up our our websites, we put the the iMac next to the uh, laptop, the MacBook Pro next to the iPhone. You know, when we we show our portfolio off. You know, we're very much like using Apple's beautiful, beautiful, sexy hardware uh, to uh, kind of say like this is what the web is. It works on all these things. You know, but. Um, I feel like at the same time we're kind of pr- promoting a a monoculture, a a Mac monoculture, and and everyone has the same device. and And I started thinking about that. And not only are we advertising for this, you know, company with billions of dollars in its coffers, <laughs> like that's one thing. Uh, I feel like you know power structures you you want to kind of dismantle at some point. Uh, but the the other thing was I. I felt like we're we're stripping the web away from what it's really good at and that is universality. The the web works on every computer with a a web connection an internet connection. Um so that's kind of amazing to me and I feel like when we present like all these aluminum devices we are kind of stripping the web away from what it is actually really good at. Um, it's not just a, a runtime that works on, you know, we, we talked about that in the last episode, I think, but it's not just a runtime that works on fancy, <laughs> fancy, uh, uh, sure. Like the web is everywhere, but we're, we, but we only happen to be using it on our MacBook pros or whatever, or at least in some case. And it's kind of funny because yeah. it feels like a monoculture because I talked to you who's got a Mac, all my friends have Macs and the, you know, but then it, but, but. It's it's like more of a bubble than a monoculture because we can look at these stats and see that it isn't one, right? Right, and so yeah, it's like all the the I guess the face of 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 like you know speakers and, and people who do podcasts. It's all Mac, and and I think we need to add a balance to that, and so that's where we kind of proposed the experiment. Of day well, and, and you were and you were willing to do. It. I mean, there's other things that we might in the in the in the in the vein of this idea must die. Our last episode, there was there's moments of you know the, like performance monoculture in a sense, and that we're all on very fast internet connections for the most part. I mean, I mean, maybe not absolutely everybody, but that's a thing too that we don't often. And I've heard this proposed before, like you know you know, slow internet connection Wednesday or whatever, where you open up the dev tools and, and crank them down because that's a thing that dev tools can do now or run some some extension on your machine that slows down your internet connection for that same thing, to develop some some understanding, some empathy, experience your sites in a different way than you normally look like. And I'm totally an offender in this, that I have a I have the best setup that I want. I have the best setup that, that, that money can give me and I'm standing in front of it right now. I have a very nice desk. I have a nice microphone. I have a keyboard that I've experimented with to 
Speaking of which, is a Microsoft keyboard because I think they make fine accessories for computer products. <laughs> so I guess I have some diversity in accessories. But I have the monitor that I want. I have the computer that I want, and all this stuff. So everything is kind of lined up, real, real, real good for me. And that's even weird, you know, because like Dave was saying, the web is more than that. It says it works on slow connections and a variety of screen sizes and uh, and different languages. And there's so many variables. And if you only ever do work with, you know. Not the best, but just one slice of that, that you tend to build things for the one slice of that. Uh, I mean, even even down to the browser you're using, I mean, sure. I, I think we're like 98% Chrome, you know, uh, and, and I've learned, and we can talk about it later, but I've learned <laughs> like Chrome on Windows kind of isn't that great. Um, mm. No offense to the Chrome team, but it, it it's doesn't. No, no, it doesn't have the, a very sweet vibe. It's still good, but but I think there's other better options. I mean, I wonder if uh, I can. Bro- I wonder yeah. if I can drill down into this on here. Can you view view on Windows what browser are people using? Oh, I don't. That would be interesting. I think it's. Uh, I think it's mostly like Chrome. So I think that's the other thing too. Is we, we everyone uses Chrome, develops on Chrome. Um, and that also might be our website's fault because the audio player only worked in Chrome for a long time. Cool. I bet there's a way to do it. I don't want to do it on the fly on the thing, but you can browse analytics by like secondary dimensions or whatever. That'd be interesting to figure out because mm-hmm. you think on IE there'd be some, there if you're on Windows, there's a slightly at least slightly higher chance that you have. Okay, so let's just let's say you're on a Mac. The three most popular ones are are Chrome, Safari, and Firefox, and the Opera's in there too. But you know, well, okay, let's let's put that in there too. Four, and then uh, if you're on IE, you don't have Safari, but that's replaced with IE, so it's the yeah, same slice. But what mm-hmm. what are the you know is What's is there the a high chance? I mean, are, is is IE anywhere near Chrome in user usage like globally? Oh yeah, I mean, well, I, I think Probably. it's dropped quite a bit, it's but it's still I think, pretty darn uh, high. I think it's pretty darn high if you add up all the IEs together in one lump. Um, I think edge traffic is currently really low, but um, but Windows has ten has, which Edge is the default browser, it has rolled out to uh, some some millions number of machines. So it quite a few people have Edge. So, but whether they're using it or not is a different story yeah okay so i is still it looks like chrome is way ahead but uh but but i is still pretty pretty high bar it's the second highest uh according to gs.stackcounter.com which i've heard quoted several times so uh okay so that's one of the things uh dave is has intentionally gone windows in which to experience a different world and to to live a version of the web that that we should be able to live and get some perspective there and do it so i guess the rest of the time we can talk about what it was like for you, Dave, and uh, I can pepper you with questions on on the good and the bad and how it's been going and stuff. Also, it happened through us communicating a little bit with Microsoft. There's a lot of people that are at Microsoft now that um, I don't know that just that you maybe know of or heard of or have recently gone there. I think of Ray Bango, uh, David Story is there, Scott Hanselman. I've recently met uh, Christian Heilman, Aaron Gustafson are are new to the to the world. These are people that have like been at other browser vendors or have had a long web career that are uh, uh, 
sometimes somewhat recently. Some of them been there longer than others, but there's certainly some kind of big names at Microsoft recently. Uh, did you talk with primarily Ray to line this up? Yeah. So uh, I, I, you know, wrote about this and uh, you know tweeted, and Ray Bingo from Microsoft reached out. Uh, he he's kind of the what would you say the kind of uh i they don't want to be evangelist but uh like a kind of that a loaded word or team whatever? coordinator yeah i just sort of it could be kind of slimy scummy i, I get it but, too but it's it's been but, used a long time and for the most part evangelists are great but yeah it does it does feel like a loaded word that it's like Ugh. well and, and it maybe doesn't encompass like oh they actually manage a team or they you know so ray ray is a uh let's call him Microsofty. He's a Microsofty. Uh, and he, uh, he, he reached out and he was like, you know, I, I, this sounds cool. Let me run this up the flagpole, talk to everybody I need to talk to, uh, and try to get some hardware and see what we can do about making this kind of happen. And I, he disappeared for a couple of weeks and came back and was like, I think, uh, we got it. I need your address and I'm going to send you a, uh, Surface Pro 3. So and- that's cool. So that was kind of the end of I mean, just because we're not under any like contractual agreement with them for the show or anything. That's what I, I, when Dave pitched this, I was like, uh, you know, and it's just, you feel free to put this all on me, Dave. But that's what I, I think, <laughs> I thought that this could be big. I thought this would be like, you know, it's almost like sponsor content. So they, they gave Dave a Surface. So a Surface is worth whatever bucks, right? It's probably worth about what one advertising spot on, on Code Pen sell or on, on Shop Talk sells for. So it's not like this is some, this, entire episode is some big sponsored episode or something. If you got that impression already, I'm sorry. It's not really. They, they Full disclosure, they totally gave Dave a free surface and that's really cool and we're going to talk about it and Dave kind of wanted to do this anyway. But it's not something where what I was even kind of hoping for it to be almost like sponsored content because it, we could follow this journey of Dave. He's still going to say what he's going to say, but it's kind of like I don't know, Dave, you're a prominent figure in the web industry. This is a, a big, interesting experiment, and 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 it's worth a ton of your time. Like, I know I'm putting words in your mouth or whatever, but it's kind of like you have to switch your development environment. You have, like, a lot of work to do to get this up and running, and, like, why can't Microsoft help with some of that? It seems like this is, like, we're going to talk about Windows a bunch. We're going to talk about it to a bunch of people who need to be talked to about it. It's kind of like the best marketing you can possibly do, so... I feel like if we talk to the marketing team over there, but the, how do you do that? I mean, you can't just call them up on the phone. It possibly would have been a different story, but this is how this is developers talking to developers, and this is how it went down. So, uh, such yeah, is I life. Mean, I think. I think, like it, for me, uh, you know, we we kind of yeah, they should pay me, <laughs> you know, uh, but it, it was it was sort of a. Um, uh, I, for me, it was it was kind of Han Solo money. Yeah. Like, would it have like, ruined I it don't, if you got money for it, or would it have been less? Well, honest? I don't, I don't want to bail at first sign of imperial entanglement. <laughs> like, like if if the going gets rough, like <laughs> let's say for example, I can't install Rails. <laughs> um, uh, I I was just like, I don't want to like like bail on the the experiment so i thought like oh well if i'm doing if there's money involved that like pads my interests that that makes it kind of a job for me to like stick with it and figure it out but but that didn't happen and that's okay it's just the hardware only and i think that's actually kind of a more honest you know like i i'm able to give you a more honest 
uh, point of view as as a journalist, a fart podcast journalist, <laughs> I'm able to give you an honest review, sort of like The Verge or somebody who would sure. Give and I wonder if they avo- so. would avoid a, it. Would maybe it wouldn't have gone through anyway because it is a little dangerous, right? I mean, what if you don't? What if you want to be 100 percent honest and there's some stuff that you seriously don't like about it? And would they want you to say that, or would you? Or even if it wasn't as clear as that, would you be hesitant to say those things because they gave you money or whatever? I think that's 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 a possibility. And what if it blows up in their face? What if you hate it, you know, and totally bail on it? That's like negative marketing then. So that would have been dangerous. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think um, we, you know, in exchange for the hardware, there's like a, a thing you sign or whatever. But uh, it's just basically a very honest agreement. It was just right about these things, like right about your experience. Here's five things like you know, you probably will experience on, on your journey. And that's basically sort of what I kind of have, I'm falling into. These are the things I'm going to write about. Um, and, uh, and then if I have a problem that there was like, don't just like tweet and, and whatever shame it, but like ask us and there may be a low hanging solution we can figure out. So, uh, so that's kind of, that's all that it's been. So, Yeah. Okay, so that that's the kind of background of, of of how it happened. You got, and that's all. Is that literally the only window device you have, or do you run a desktop too, or is the Surface kind of straddles the line between a desktop and a not desktop? Doesn't it? It's- that's the thing. the The Surface is is sort of the equivalent in Mac world of like a MacBook or a MacBook Air. Um, it, it's kind of a a th- you know a thin a thin device, but it's also a tablet and it's also, I have a, a docking station. I, I bought the surface pro three docking station mm-hmm. and I can just pop that in, squeeze it. And then it shoots out to my big 34 inch monitor. Okay. And yeah. Cool. So it, you know, it's, it's your one, one windows development world. Yep. And, and it's not, you know, the, the surface isn't, like super high powered. It's, it's not like a gaming rig. Um, my friend Jan recently made a gaming rig and it's really awesome. <laughs> it's super, super smooth, but, uh, it's, so it's not that like it's, it's underpowered, but underpowered like a, a MacBook or MacBook mm-hmm. air. So it's everything you need for development and businessing, but you know, if you want to like whatever, okay. Destiny is it one of those weird World devices that has that's uh, touch and click, right? Like you can plug a mouse into it and use it that way, or touch it. Yeah, so it um, it has everything. It has uh, it's touch uh, a fully touch screen enabled, um, which is beautiful, by the way. Uh, I congrats to the Microsoft team. Like they figured out your like touch responsiveness of that screen needs to be super fast to make it feel like natural and normal. Um, so they've done a really good job. And then like you can magnetic attach a keyboard to it. Um, and then you have like a normal QWERTY keyboard with a little trackpad. Um, and then it has a little stylus that goes with it. Uh, so I can even like draw on it. Like I I can make comics if I want to, um, which I haven't done yet, but I need to do. And then, yeah, like you can, you can Bluetooth in a a full keyboard and everything. And it's just like a normal computer. So, okay. So that's the surface. That's what you have. Um, 
Oh, I'm trying to think of, of, of a natural way to, to go on here as I have so many questions about your about your your actual environment. So, well, I mean, maybe we should just go into that. So when you got this thing, you're like, I'm going to not only just like have it sitting there because that would be, that's not the point of this in any way. The point of this is to use it as your primary machine or do that to the best that you can. So maybe the first thing is, I don't know, you have to pull your repos on it, right? So you can start getting to work. So how do you do, are you a command line Git person or did you, are you using like the GitHub app or something or how do you deal with Git on it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, the, the, it's a, it's, it's, int- that was interesting. Like, so you get, you open up the shell, the command shell, CMD. Which is not the normal one because oh. Windows doesn't run, isn't a Unix thing, right? So it's, it has its, own, it has a shell, but it's, does, it's different. It's, yeah, it's sort of, it's not DOS, but DOS based, if you will, you know, so you open it up and you get a C prompt, not a dollar sign mm-hmm. squiggly. Uh, so you're just like, okay, this is different. <laughs> I'm in a different home. Uh, and Git is, is not, uh, there by default. So, so that's, that's sort of a shocker. It's You're not saying, on Mac either, oh. is it? Or is it? Uh, I think, yeah, I think on new, newer OS tens it is. Um, but maybe it's like a junior version. Um, but yeah, so I had to, uh, basically install Git and, and so you go to the Git, SCM, yeah, I think follow a couple and instructions or whatever. Follow some links, and you go to uh, you go to uh, the the you know you get get for Windows, and it's kind of like a uh, it has all the custom Unixy commands for the command line, so you can follow tutorials and everything, and just fine. It, that all works the same, and then uh, yeah, then then you're a matter of pulling things down, just just like normal. Yeah, so um, it works fine. There's no. There's nothing weird about Git. I was, th- you know, did is I've heard there's some kind of thing you can install in Windows that makes the command line. I think it just maps, you know, you, so you can use the normal dollar signy bashy commands, and it just kind of maps them over to however they work on Windows. Have you gone down that road, or? Oh boy, have I gone down that road? <laughs> <laughs> oh, low. For many moons, I tried to go down that road. So there is. So a lot of people have tried to kind of port Bash or, or Unix commands to the the Windows shell. So the the PowerShell or the the uh, you know the the Windows environment. And so there's a popular library called Sigwin. Uh, I think it's oh geez. Uh, CYG, like cyborg or something, CYG, WIN. And the the whole thing is like you install it and boom, bingo, bingo, you have Unix on your system or like a, a, a Unix facsimile. And uh, it promises everything. And then you do that and you get it in there. And yes, it is kind of Unixy, and you're kind of driving around. Mm. But, but then, you know, then you're... For for me, I feel like I have this special gift where if I go to a website, I can tell if it's made by WordPress or Drupal <laughs> or, you? you know, like, oh, yeah. Oh, try me. I got <laughs> I could tell if it's on rails. I could tell you if it's all oh, yeah, smell. You don't even have to see it. You just sniff the monitor. It's a, it's a generator smeller. And I got the smeller. And uh, so so. The the thing about the smeller is when when I'm using Sigwin on the old 
the the Windows machine, my smeller's going off, and it, and it's just this like this is not right. This is man tried to create something mm. that's, that's no offense to the people who work on it, obviously, but like it, it's like man has tried to create an abomination, and and it is. It, like we have transgressed God and this is a problem. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. You, do you ever get that feeling? Sure, Maybe you don't. Sure. But, I was trying to think of just, an analogy for it and I'm working on one. But yeah, it's, it's just like, like we have uh, this, this is not native to the environment. Sure. Well, so, maybe one is um, that um, if you've ever tried to run that free SVG editing software on the Mac, what is that one called? Oh, like like GIMP or something. Well, GIMP or, is one of them. Yeah, which was Inkscape is the one I was thinking of. Where okay. it is, it's cool in that I think it's probably smart for the team that they have like this one interface that they run, and it uses this this interface emulator thing on the Mac, which I forget what it's called, which is embarrassing. But anyway, when you open it up, the entire interface is like emulated. So the menu system doesn't look like an OSX menu system. It looks like an emulated menu system. So it just looks weird and funny. It works fine. It just, you, I, I guess, but it, you know, like it feels different. And I'm sure there's things that just, that actually don't work quite like you'd expect them to because it's entirely emulated. So you get that feeling like, oh, weird. And I've heard yeah. that it's actually not that weird when you're like on Windows. It's a little closer when you're running Inkscape. And when you're running it in Linux, which is what it's emulated from, it feels a hundred percent at home. So it's not like it's not like they invented menu systems to run this. They're just trying to run one I think probably trying to run one code base and not have to keep separate code bases for separate platforms. So it's probably smart for them, but when you're using it on a Mac, it has that weird smell where you're like, I don't I don't want to use the weird menu system. Yeah, yeah, and that's the the that's the feeling I got, and I'm talking about feelings. Other people probably are like, "Yeah, it's just fine. You're a dummy," and that's told, that's a good feeling that you have. So I respect your feelings. Uh, but for me, it wasn't working. Uh, the the Sigwin stuff, and and I hit lots of problems. Um, I use rsync to deploy my blog, so I'm having all these great experiences on Windows, and I'm like, I'm going to blog about it. So I tried to blog about it, and then I'm like, I need to deploy my blog. Uh, and I, I got Jekyll up and running in 10 minutes on, on this system. And it was awesome. Uh, nice. like, uh, Jekyll, it takes two hours on a Mac to do that. And if you have to install Xcode, it takes 20 hours. But if you, if you, um, get, it took, it took 10 minutes or something. Okay. So Jekyll Ridiculous. possibly worked even better. Git sounds like it was basically fine. Uh, yeah, it gets like an install a binary node, install a binary and done. There's no homebrew thing or there's a thing called chocolatey uh but i i hear it's kind of, that's kind of like a one dude's working on that so maybe it's not super right. uh, smart to use it sort of thing but i i think you can still use it but um so you got git going you pulled down one of your projects and now you have a folder or a directory full of full of files and you need to do your job you need to do some programming so you open up the files in are you like Vim master or did you are you using Atom or something that's cross? Well, there's no Vim, but um, no Vim. they, so I, I use Atom. That's like my day to day code editor. Um, right. No matter what my, my platform is. Um, so I, I really like Atom. Um, I, for me, it just, it, Again, it's like uh, I'm writing HTML, CSS, and JavaScript in HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, and that just feels good, man. That's that's like 
that has a lot of power to me. Um, but I, I had an experience. Here's another experience. Um, uh, whenever you know how you can do use Atom space dot to open the directory, open a project in, in, uh, yeah. from the command line. Are you, are you familiar? Mm-hmm. Do you do that? Or so maybe I do. you use subble? I use subble. Yeah. Subble. Um, so Adam has that same thing as Adam. And, uh, I was using that in the command line and, and so I should finish up that story, but I'll, I'll keep going. Um, so I was doing that in the command line and I, I noticed it was taking like, it was taking like 20 seconds or something wow. until like, until I was able to edit a document, sometimes 30 seconds and, and it's gotten better, but maybe like on a cold start, it was taking 30 seconds. And I was just like, gosh, that's slow. <laughs> so, so I was like, I'm going to try another editor. Ho ho ho. So, uh, uh, visual studio code. Are you familiar with that? It's, it's a the cross platform. Official Microsoft uh, one or. Yeah, so so Microsoft has Visual Studio, which is this big, huge .NET mm-hmm. software maker thinger, uh, which is cool. Uh, but they have uh, the this kind of uh, it's called a junior version, but they have a, a light version called Visual Studio Code, which has some of the the super features of Visual Studio, but it's more designed for like writing little node apps or or maintaining little sites like I do. Okay. Um, and, so you use that got, a little bit too, or yeah, I use that a little bit, and so it's pretty cool. Just uh, that, like, I mean, I'm using like a Microsoft product, and, and it's in the vein of like Atom or Sublime or Brackets or something. Um, it, it, it's like a customizable, you know, okay. you edit JSON to customize. So then you edit some uh, files, you commit them back to Git. You're doing your job. That's pretty cool. So that sounded like people could switch if you wanted to do this. At least you got that going, especially if you're primarily a code writer. But of course, you need to also uh, run to see what you did. You need to have a running version of your application too. So, and you you work on a variety of projects. So, I know you had a little trouble getting Rails installed, and maybe still are. So, you could talk about that a little bit. But do you, and then also, like, what what about other things? Can you run a PHP app? Do you have a WordPress setup on there? Do you have you? Can you run Python? How does that, all that go down? Yeah, uh, so everything is pretty uh, works pretty well. Um, uh, you know, Python works, uh, PHP works. Um, everything works pretty well. Uh, that Ruby MySQL. works. Yeah, you can. So MAMP, which you use on Mac, they have a you Windows just run version WAMP now. and whatever. There's MAMP with an M. <laughs> so there's a, there's it's 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 like the same company that makes the mac version they, now makes it and they windows don't call version, it WAMP. So. they call it mamp for windows it's mamp yeah <laughs> yeah i think wamp was another yeah it was another a different company group yeah. and then then there's xamp or something which is a whole other thing but um mamp makes another thing so it's i mean for me i quit i could do php from the system php and mac but it, but uh you learn really quickly you kind of don't want to do that so mamp is a really great fence around that um and so yeah that exists here okay so uh, running node. a wordpress setup no big deal at all you could node sounds like that was a one line install works fine node node is amazing on on windows they've put a lot of effort microsoft has put a lot of effort into the node community to to uh like make it compatible um in the 
and so they it, it's it's awesome. It's a first class citizen. I mean, you can build native like native Java, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript apps in 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 Windows, like and that work on a phone to an Xbox, anywhere to a hologram machine. So you you can like like they they treat html css and javascript as native-ish native level code there's no like oh yeah you know you need to use this gigantic transpiler thing to to make it work it's like this is is they treat it as native it's pretty cool um but yeah ruby on rails has been my achilles heel here um uh uh, it, so I built day trip like right before we, I switched to windows and day trip is a rails app. It's really, I, I enjoy rails. I like rails, uh, as a framework for developing. And I, uh, tried to install locally and like pulled everything down and I'm trying to install the version here and, uh, it's just not working. And, and, and a lot of things kind of aren't working. Um, I, I tried to bundle install and then you hit an error and it's like, Meh, you don't have SSL. And it's like, okay, so Windows doesn't have SSL. Like by default, I think they're getting that. But I have to install open SSL. Okay, I did that. I bundle install. Meh, can't do this thing because uh, this guy you know, hasn't updated this thing since, um, January of 2015. Okay. So like, let me go into the repo, cruise the issues, find the thing. Okay. This one guy in Germany has figured out how to manually patch gems, uh, to make this one gem work. So you have to patch all the dependencies to make this one gem work. Okay. Let me try that. Okay. That works. Bundle install. Meh hit another error. Another gem is having this, a similar problem. So I have to go cruise that, mm. those issues to find a fix for that gem. It just ends up being this, like, like, um, I don't know what, so it was like, your particular gems that were the problem, not rails itself, maybe, or it is Rails. Well, so rails has dependencies, right? I mean, it's, Oh, like, I see. Just a stock it, install of rails has a bunch of gems. Yeah, so so I couldn't even get a stock install of Rails to work on a Windows environment. And so that was a bummer and I was having problems and I, you know, I did the thing, I raised the flag to Aaron Gustafson and Ray and and they were like, "Oh, geez, that stinks. Um let's see what we can do, you know." Uh they tried, they couldn't they they had problems, it didn't work. Um they they actually gave me got me on Skype with Scott Hanselman, which is kind of a huge deal uh scott is a very vip Mm -hmm. he is a very important person but he uh and scott was cool enough he's like i'm you know i'm about to go on vacation but let's just sit down and try to figure this out so we just went and we grokked we bundled installed hidden error googled or bing the error nah nah uh we we search for the error as you do kind of just tried to grok through it. And he taught me things about kind of the system that I maybe didn't know or was ignorant to. Uh, but he's just kind of like, Oh yeah, this is this way. Cause we do this or, uh, so that was really cool. Uh, but we still at the end of like an hour and a half, we didn't have a working copy of rails. And so and that's not to say, uh, Scott isn't good at his job, but we just, it just wasn't going. And so, uh, so I, I just was like, well, I'm going to write this post about how it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> so sorry, uh, but good luck. And so I posted about it and, um, 
And then that actually turned into something I think uh, Ray was able to open up conversations about people. We, there you I go. Mean, See, you that's know, the power of blogging, huh? Yeah, I mean, well, it's it. Yeah, it's like no one knows the problem until the problem is spoken into existence, you know. And, and you try to do that in a good way, not right. a, a troll way. But um, and, and so it. Uh, and I don't blame Rails or, or Ruby. Like those guys and and women work hard. That that is hard work to make anything work. And, but I think it, it comes out of that Mac monoculture. All of them have Macs and there's actually some really horrible videos. If you go to the comments on my blog, uh, there's a David Hanmer Hansen video where he's just like, windows is irrelevant. <laughs> and, and like they turn them back on open source and they, they're getting their upcomings now dummies, you know? And so like, and, and you're just like, like he looks like, he looks like uh, uh, Edison in the Tesla Edison debate, you know, <laughs> like he just doesn't uh, look very cool. Um, and so I'm just, so that was a very like um, just eye opening thing. Like the culture started out rebuking windows as a platform. And now they're like, it's irrelevant. It doesn't even matter. And that's the, the head person, uh, the figurehead of rails and saying that. And then, uh, but uh, Ray was able to have some conversations and I think I was on a, a, a DM, you know, with, with Yehuda cats and, and we're talking Fancy. and he's saying, yeah, I mean, he's just saying like, yeah, we, we like kind of recently became aware of how bad it is. And so, uh, we're working on getting some windows CI, like continuous integration servers hooked up so that like when we, uh, build like we have something to test against so or fail against it would probably be more accurate um in the development cycle so but that's but that only covers you know part of it right so i mean like very rarely do you use just stock rails to build something you have other gems that you depend on uh to build stuff so uh, but i think it's getting better i think what i learned there uh was that our tools are or, or the web is universal, like web works everywhere, but our tools definitely don't. And and that's a, an interesting thing to learn in my thirties <laughs> is that tools don't work everywhere. So interesting, which is the opposite of the physical world because a hammer works everywhere. But, true, true, true. So hmm. talking about learning new things as Dave has been doing, one of our sponsors this week is lynda.com. That's L-Y-N-A.com. Uh, uh, I just looked up, do they have any, uh, do they have any courses on, on learning windows on, uh, on lynda.com? Yeah, they do 40 of them. And that's just on windows. Like, um, I don't know, the software and some things like very closely related to the software of windows. So yeah, plenty of stuff there. If you're looking to make this switch, you can learn from Dave's advice here from a, from a programming perspective and also, you know, dig in with some actual long form courses on lynda.com if you wanted to so much stuff there three three thousand courses of, of things on lynda.com uh, it is it is as they say a uh it is for problem solvers for the curious for people who want to make things happen maybe you want to master excel i've always secretly wanted to do that is it's so oppressive when you see people like and i learned from d one of she helps at css tricks and and, and code pen doing all kinds of numbers stuff she's telling me about this like excel like um uh, world championships where they give you like the Whoa. winner gets a um 
like a golden keyboard that's missing the F1 key, I think, which is like an in-joke where that like brings up help in Excel or something like that. I might have to joke a little lot. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Uh, so yeah, you could you, you know get closer to winning the world championships of Excel by taking some Excel courses and getting going, you know, and, and so many you know, obscure classes like like learning negotiation tactics and, uh, just, and, and management skills and stuff. So I was just looking at their some of their their uh, uh, newest courses, and there's so many that I was like, I would take that. There's like one on exploring all the Watch OS two features. So two just came out, so they have this whole video on. And I feel like if I had the watch, I would watch the. I don't have an Apple Watch, but if I did, I was, I've heard that like interactions and stuff are obscure enough, and it might be nice to like be shown how to do all this stuff, so you know that you're not like missing things that your new fancy watch can do. I think that's pretty cool. Um, um, Illustrator, Creative Cloud, Power Shortcuts. I use Illustrator enough that I could uh, certainly benefit from that. Amazon Web Services, Data Services. So we just switched to RDS, that code pen, that kind of learning stuff. There's just a lot of stuff that's relevant to the type of work that, that we all do, either tangentially or directly. iOS 9, new features. Look at all this stuff. God, there's blast out new courses at Lynn. That's great. Uh, again, that's lynda.com slash shopdoc to get the 10-day free trial. Okay, I have so many more questions to, to pepper Dave with. What about the keyboard, man? Do you like? Is it weird to use the control key? Do you map your Mac to you start using the control key or vice versa or something? Um, that's probably my biggest. Issue. Is it really? <laughs> like, if if I'm like honest about like pain points, is like because I'll have just now now that like Rails confirmed like <laughs> myth myth confirmed it doesn't work really well um i have to like switch over to mac to to kind of build out day trip because don't want to okay lose so you're doing there. some switching back uh, and forth while you need to i'm i'm having to and and i wish i didn't and i actually like started the process last night of installing docker to get a rails environment uh, you know like a unix shell on my windows machine. oh i see because you can it, just fake it like you would on a mac like you can run windows on your mac just like you could run other and things on your windows world yeah so i'm trying to head down that way but but then like uh, something's something's breaking again, somebody probably not using the software on the target system, but then, uh, and then for some reason I uninstalled Git on my machine. I don't know. So anyway, that was like last night, last, last thing I did last night. But, um, so I have to like switch over to Mac and, and, and like, man, the, the key bindings will get you, man. Every time you think you're copying something, but then you like, you like just closed uh, something or, or like started an app because you hit the windows key and stuff. So, so the windows key, is it's a little different than command key, right? The Windows key is awesome. Can I tell you that? Can I tell you about the Windows sure. key? Sure. Tell me about the Windows <laughs> Chris, key. Chris, have you accepted Windows key as the best key on what, your What is it? Does it uh, just, tell me about it. So you hit Windows and, and, and it pops up your start menu, right? Okay. And it, which sounds normal, but like, and it's already focused on search. So it has like Alfred built in, you mm-hmm. know, and I know Yosemite or whatever has their thing, but it's kind of garbage, but, uh, like, so it has like Alfred built in and it's had that built in for a really long time, apparently. So it's pretty good. Um, and Which I means just, like, start, start typing the name of a document or an application or a website or. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like anything you just want to search. You're using Cortana, which is hooked up to Bing or whatever. So, so it's like, just, you're just going like you're, you're just using, 
like accessing your whole system by hitting one key and then you can hit like windows E and then all of a sudden you're in your finder. Like, so oh. you, you don't have like, it's called Explorer file Explorer, but um, like you, you don't have to, you stumble around and click the little finder head and stuff like that. So you just hit windows E you hit windows G and you're like, you're starting to record gaming podcast screenshots and stuff like that. So like, it's kind of super freaking thought out. Um, and then, uh, like, and then there's a whole bunch of other things, but, um, so windows keys good, good. Um, the, the control key is obvious is your, all your copy paste and that's your, your funk, your master key, I guess you'd say. Um, but, but that sits on the bottom corner. Right. Yeah. Where's it on a Mac? On the bottom oh, corner. It's just there's no. I don't have any muscle memory for using the control key. Right. Like so, your pinky control is your 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 functor. Yeah. Key. Sure. I can see that. And, and and then your thumb is the Alt key, right? Which is next. That's that's in the and so the wind the Alt and the Windows key are switched on a Mac. So so it goes Control Windows Alt on pc and then it's control alt option apple key or command on mac right so so that takes getting used to too so but alt and like alt tab is similar to command tab um like so there's there's a lot of similarities there and how the alt key works but uh but you push keys with like zero confidence when you you're switching back and forth a lot. So you're just like, Oh God, what am I doing? And you know, occasionally you'll like delete a document by accident, but you just have to, (laughs) you just have to slow down then. So uh, it's, yeah, well that's, that's keyboard problems. Okay. But mostly you like the keyboard because so control is weird because it's does all the stuff, but like, but the windows key is, Goods. Windows key's super powerful, man. I just, what else are your favorite parts um, of the operating system, or just uh, well, uh, you switch to Windows, so you've had some some some. This works fine moments. You've had some. This is hard moments. What are the? Have you had any like this is awesome moments beyond the key? Yeah, I mean, so there's simple things. I mean, like I installed RDO, right? So I use RDO, and you know how you have the like media keys: play, pause, start, stop, all that stuff, right? Uh, and you know how it's never worked on the Mac ever. <laughs> like, like you, you have RDO or Spotify open and you hit the play pause key and suddenly iTunes starts up and it's like playing stuff. Uh, that doesn't happen on the Mac or on the windows PC. It is, uh, it, the play pause key is like, Oh, it intelligently knows what app you're trying to use. It's like, yeah, uh, that's what you're trying to use. It's awesome. The other thing I've noticed, which is, uh, I've got two more things. Um, the, <laughs> this, oh, oh, okay. So, uh, like, you know how when, like, Steve Jobs was like, no one will ever touch a laptop screen. You know, that's foreign. When you have a touchscreen laptop, you use it all the time. Oh, my goodness. It's so easy. Like, there, there's maybe nothing more satisfying than punching that X with your finger and closing something out. Like just uh, boom, <laughs> nuked it. Like, so you, it's, it's, I mean, it's like iPad level enjoyment, um, <laughs> in, in your day to day work. Um, so I really like that. Um, I, the, the, there's, there's, uh, the software is, is like still coming. Like the, the windows app store has been, you know, notoriously kind of vacant. So I'm still like discovering apps and trying to figure out what I, what I like, but, um, 
I settled on a shell I really like. I, I'm using Commander, which is console emulator, which plus Clink, which in if you it, it's all Windows shell, but it's sort of like a a uh, oh my ZSH for for Windows shell, if that helps you kind of grok it. Um, so it's just kind of friendly, a friendly shell. So I really like Commander. Um, but I think the number one surprise, are you ready for this? Are you ready? Uh, I'm pretty excited. The number one surprise is Microsoft edge. And I really like edge. Wow. I would, there you go. I'm actually not particularly surprised by that. I feel like I would call it my browser from another mother because I like it so much. Because what I mean, I don't know that that you know as much as all the people put all this time into browsers, and I love browsers, and I love browser people, and all that stuff. What I actually like is the web, and the 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 browser feels like a pretty thin shell around that. Like they offer a little bit of features that sometimes are a little bit compelling, but not nearly as compelling as like just the browser inside of it and what it does. Like, is it fast? And so yeah, I like Chrome. Rarely ever like forgets my tabs or something. That seems like a fairly you know, not trivial, but like not the most important thing in the world. And I don't know, I guess it saves passwords and stuff. You know, like what does Chrome actually do for you other than the main thing, which is just load websites fairly well and fairly quickly. And so like if another browser can do that too, the pain of switching isn't all that much. The other thing it does is have really good dev tools. So, but, but it seems like most browsers are kind of leveling up their dev tool situation. Yeah, and, and Edge has pretty good dev tools. I, I think it, it takes some getting used to, um, but it, it's, you know, it's on par very much so with Windows. Um, you know, you have network panels, you have, uh, you know, performance panels, memory panels. Um, mm-hmm. I guess you can, I just saw that you can emulate devices now. Um, uh, they have like experiments okay. where you can, I don't know, edit JavaScript on the fly. But yeah, like, Domics. Listen, there's some regards that, that some like test suites that that kind of you know are the closest thing to proving how good a browser is, and and Edge is kind of kind of winning in a sense, isn't it? Like it's the most browser compliant or spec compliant browser. Yeah, it has like most ES6 features or something, but but that stuff I don't care about. So much. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm like I don't need that. Well, isn't that a new brave new world that you don't care? I mean, we used to care a lot and not so long ago that that IE was behind. I know this isn't IE anymore. They've rebranded to Edge, but it's kind of like IE12 or whatever. Yeah. Right? Or, for me it's just it's just like how does it feel, you know, like does it Yeah. and and, and I think IE does a little bit of prefetching sort of stuff, so so that may drain your battery. But um, it, it's just very just sites pop up when I click enter. It just feels fast. That's like my number one takeaway. When, when I open up Chrome on here, I have Chrome and, and Firefox nightly installed. But like when I open up Chrome, it's like uh, like you see the page piecing together, like the Herc jerk render, which is you know, good progressive rendering, but, but like you see it all happen, but like, I feel like Firefox and, and IE on windows is it's just instant. It's great. It's fine. Perfect. Mm. I load quick. Yep. 
I, interesting so I can Chrome's your it. least favorite browser on windows chrome is my least favorite sorry chrome team i like you guys but yeah it just doesn't feel right it doesn't fit the the vibe doesn't fit windows like it has rounded things and that's not a windows 10 thing windows 10 feels like a modern os and that's what i didn't expect i like mm. i knew you it like the you were like the os as well as the OS, man, you don't get all these big old shadows. You don't get these rounded corners. There's no like colored, <laughs> like close buttons and stuff like that. It's just, it's just simple. I mean, the iconography, you can get a little lost in. You're like, what is that button? But like, it's just, man, it just feels modern and I really like it. Um, I, I, there's lots of stuff I really like. I, it, when you get into the shell, you do kind of sense like, oh, this is like, legacy 1980s land i use this in 94 you know um but you know i think i don't know i think the ergonomics there can get better um i I think my dream would be windows face on a on a on a unix backend but uh but that's is that violated code of conduct i apologize (laughs) but um but it uh i just you know i really wish it uh i wish it had this I, i wish there was like that that kind of i had the ultimate tool but um i don't know i I, i'm like my satisfaction level is really high and i did noticed after like a week or something on mac and i switched over to windows to kind of do some tasks um uh in work and and i just i was like i you know that feeling where you breathe a breath of fresh air when you're like back at home after a long trip or something (laughs) like like you just sit in your couch and you're like oh god thank you. This is what I wanted. You know, that's, that's how I feel now. When I go back to windows, I get the, the I'm at home on my couch now feeling and, and it's wild. I don't, it's cool. It, it's a cool feeling. That's fantastic. Uh, lot, lot to like. It sounds like that you switching back and forth a little bit, but maybe the time will come where you don't have to do that anymore. I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I'm, that's going to be kind of my push this week. But and would you? Is do they sell something that's above and beyond a surface? If you really are kind of all in on this thing, would you get some another device that's even that's like more hardcore, or are you just fine with the surface? I'm probably fine with the surface for a long time. Uh, but I can build. Uh, again, my friend. Jan, Jan, uh, he built a, a a gaming rig, like totally maxed out, you know, 60 FPS, just screaming mean machine runs at like, what, like, it's like a constant 55 degrees Celsius, which is almost, you know, a hundred or something, but it's like scream machine, super performant, smashes through games. And I think he spent like $800 on it. Which, like, I I'm like, wow, that's cheap for like an ultimate gaming rig, <laughs> you know, like like something right. that can just power through StarCraft or you know, like mm-hmm. it just doesn't even care what you're doing for like eight hundred dollars, <laughs> and that just seems wicked. And I already have this stupid big monitor uh, I bought, so I might head that route. But but that feels like a very more permanent. Did you machine. buy that super weird wide curved? LG one? Oh yes, yes. Oh, that's great. The uh, LG awesome. Ultra Wide thirty. So both Tim and Alex have that now echoed pen, and they love it too. Oh, thank goodness, because it is the best. It is. It's <laughs> it's a 34, 34 40 by fourteen forty. Yeah. 
Oh boy, you y'all need to get on this tip, and I'll give you an Amazon referral <laughs> link to go buy them on. <laughs> uh, it, uh, I I love it. I, I have you? Do you use two desktops? You do. I right? have in the past, but I okay. I don't at the moment. I, I mean, I was looking at getting. If you're using two, it's high, it's like having two next to each other. Only there's no bezel in the middle because it's one super wide monitor. Yes, it is like is. So two, wide, two but it's monitors physically got, curved. Fell in love, got married, and then they curved a little bit to give you a hug, to give your face just a little hug. Uh, I love you. Yeah, just just like, hey, buddy, let's hug. You know, face hug. And so that, I mean, that may be like ninety percent of my Windows experience, but uh, is that monitor? But uh, I really, man, it's good. And and I think what I'm learning is is. I think we need to increase device diversity and in time will tell if like I'm stuck on a Mac for work reasons or I'm stuck on a PC or, or, or I'll use PC. But, um, I, I just think all this having diversity is a big deal. So that's sort of what I I'm getting at. So speaking of diversity, Oh, I wanted to take some time to explain to you how this is going to, some of the things that are going to go down at CSS DevConf. Once this, I think this is their fifth one. And it's known for being at unusual and awesome locations that they go like scout out ahead of time, which I think is super cool. But this one happens to be on this giant docked boat that has like big giant like coal uh, smokestacks on it. It's a big old, you know, what did Dave say? I think you looked it up. It like was a boat for a long time, but it first launched in the early 1900s or something. Yeah. But now it's like, well, we're just going to make this into a hotel and kind of event space. So that's where we get to stay on for this conference, which is awesome. Uh, and it's, it's called CSS DevCom. So everything is about, it's about front end stuff, but there's just a ton of talks about CSS, which I just think is so cool. Great. You meet somebody and you want to talk about CSS? Well, good, because they probably want to, too. You know, like it kind of brings together a smaller niche amount of people that go to these things. Anyway, so we've told you about some of the keynotes and stuff. Me and Dave are going to be there. What do you got, Dave? The RMS Queen Mary is a retired ocean liner that sailed primarily on the North Atlantic Ocean from 1936 to 1937. It's maiden voyage. Wow. The 27th of May, 1936. It's a boat that's older than you. Why did it only sail for two years? Uh, no, 1967, 31 oh. years. Okay, that makes more sense. I was like, what is this, a bum, bum boat? I'm or going to, so, man, we'll have to drink fancy drinks, period drinks. No, totally, we're going to Titanic off the front of it, we'll, just so everybody groans. We'll have uh, captain's hats, we'll... Sounds Please, could you? Cool. Speaking of Amazon links, you should go on there and get some captain's hats and stuff. Like, I just think we should do it up as groan-inducingly as possible. Oh, yes. I mean, I'm going to dress like a newsie, probably. <laughs> the father. <laughs> so anyway, so that's where it is. That's what it is. It's coming up on October. 27, 28, you know, one of those is a, is a, is a, uh, 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 workshop time, which is great. Cause that's if you like, I want to leave here smarter than I left. You go to the workshop thing too. If it's just want to hang out and be inspired and listen to some of the latest, greatest stuff, you go to the conference part, ideally both. Uh, so, but there's a schedule and they, they use, um, Sketch, I think, is that they use a cool app for managing the schedule, so you can kind of sign in and craft your own way through this. Like, what do you want to see and when? 
and then they uh, then you vote on them and they do the best of thing at the end which is also kind of a, a cool thing but it's like what if you missed the highest rated talk well you won't because the highest rated talk will be redone at the end and you can go to it then which is pretty cool but right you know it's it's like a it's like a monday tuesday wednesday thing monday right away uh cracking the svg code brenda store or accessibility talk by heather miklasori uh creative typography with svg uh, i'm gonna be at that one but it'd be hard to pick because it's right next to the react inline styles in the future of css which is uh what we had that panel on recently so that's a tough call and it's competing with smoothling my smoothly migrating to Flexbox, which is probably on top of a lot of people's minds. Sarah Drasner is going to be there talking about SVG animations. Can't wait for that. Uh, Container-based RWD element queries. Oh, need that stuff. There's some uh, there's some code pen superheroes here. Gregor Adams talking about uh, exploring fractals in CSS. Visualizing data with Amanda Chung. I've seen that talk. That's an amazing one. Oh, Stacey Kverdmo. I just read, uh, uh, ran into her at the CodePen Chicago meetup. No pain, no gain. <laughs> That's funny because she's uh, she talks about SAS and stuff a bunch, but is also kind of a, a bodybuilder. I was gonna say CrossFit enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, but no, but like a super ripped one. So so that'll be interesting. I wonder if she makes some some connections to that. And Gina Bolton's keynoting, and that's just day one. I haven't even got into day two yet. So so much. It's like uh, so you think you can dance meets at conference. Uh, we vote. <laughs> go on. Uh, sure. on people we want or X Factor. Uh, we vote on people to go to go to further rounds. This is that's un, un, unheard of territory for. So I'm going to be, it is on the schedule now. That's good. Is the, is the show and tell is what they're calling it, which I've hosted a number of show and tells because that's what we've kind of been doing at CodePen Meetup. So between, it's two, it's two hours long. So I don't know how we're going to run it. I'm sure I'll craft up some cool stuff, but kind of come tell me that you want to show something off and we'll all get together in the biggest space we can find and do like, ah, this is my name. This is a cool thing I've worked on and I'll probably pepper you with questions about it and stuff. And then we'll move on to the next person and we'll just have a a fun time doing that. So if you want to come do that, you can, but it's during where the best of sessions are. So if you saw the best of session that you've already wanted to see then come to show and tell or if you missed a session that's amazing you should probably go to that uh and we'll do that for two hours on the last day or the day before the workshops and then right before dave gives his closing keynote talk and then there's a dribble meetup after that so basically the best day ever possibly wow a code <laughs> code pen and tell a, a which doesn't necessarily need to be code pen, oh yeah but or then uh, I'm going to talk about Alan Alda, and then uh, we're going to get into well on a boat. On a boat. So you should probably buy tickets for this thing. Get your, you know, you know, if you can, get somebody to pay for it for you. Yeah, I know that not everybody can do that. But still, even if you do, it's this is not it's not like uh, uh, upper echelon expensive conference. It's in the it's in the it's in the subs. Yes, it's in the mid. Even if you buy tickets the last possible second, it's seven seven forty five. And if you bring a group of people from your place, it gets cheaper than that. Uh, so that's kind of cool, and you get to stay on this cool boat and stuff. So it's not yeah, it's in it's in the, the mids as far as conferences go, and. Uh, uh, which is no indication of quality. It's just how kind of the business operates and sponsorships and stuff. And the business of conferences is, is pretty uh, pretty complicated. So, All right. Very much worth it. I can't wait to it. Yeah, it's coming up. Oh, there's a countdown. Oh, JavaScript. Counting down. 33 days as I'm speaking right now. And it'll be many less days than that by the time you hear this podcast. So get ready to pull the trigger on this thing. And we will see Excellent. you there. Excellent.
Anyway, Dave is now on Windows. That was the topic of this show. Uh, Tell us how you like that. I I think we're going to do, in the future, more topical-based shows. Uh, We probably should have had some of your questions up in here, but we didn't really have, you know, just the way that timing worked out, we didn't have uh, time to solicit many of those. But in the future, when we do topic-based shows, we'll certainly uh, get your questions in here, too, because that's the spirit of Shop Talk Show with Click and Tap. The, click, the Touch Event Brothers. Yes, click and tap the Touch Event Brothers. Uh, thank you guys so much, everyone, for listening. We pr- really appreciate it. Uh, what, just housekeeping, we are going to head into a, just a couple few rapid fires, I believe, after this episode. Uh, that is because I am having a baby. Well, my wife is having a baby. I will watch her have a baby. You'll be around uh, someone having a baby. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, we, uh, things will be very exciting. Uh, it will be a little, uh, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so if if we miss an episode or something weird, you guys understand. But uh, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, well, check uh, this out too. It's also kind of you know we always talk about the the Shop Talk Show job board, which is shoptalkshow.com slash jobs. Uh, there's some jobs on there that that are up your alley if you're listening to this show, and I want to tell you about one in particular. One of them is uh, a, a company called Spider Strategies, which is a cool name for a thing. Anyway, they have made it's one of the you know it's a it's a they build things and they need help from you to help build them under the name of spider strategies one of the things that they've built is like my favorite dashboard thing ever 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 so this isn't an ad uh, for that necessarily but i want to tell you about it because it's the kind of work that they do that's so cool it's at the dash.com which is this way to like really quickly build really beautiful dashboards with simple data so if you want to have you know ser- server status widgets and analytics widgets and weather widgets and news widgets and time widgets there's so there's a ton of them they, it's this incredible ui for for building them. And I say incredible UI, I absolutely mean it. I've signed up and used it and built some dashboards for CodePen and stuff. And the, the way that you do it is so like unusual and interesting and makes sense that I just love it. And it's such a cool product. They make it. Spider Strategies are the creators of Dash, and they're building a new thing. So they say they were building a, a new, modern, single-page app, and they need your help. They are looking for an experienced web developer to translate beautiful, cutting-edge designs into user uh, interfaces, which I think would be so fun it's because that's how i have the most fun when i'm doing web stuff is i'm working with a designer who's given me something amazing and i can use some of my design ability to kind of hone it and stuff and then turn it into the interface it's the most fun thing in the world uh, but that's what you'll get to do working at spider strategies uh and and you know that you're working with high quality designers because of their app dash is amazing they're nine people it's remote they just hang out in Slack and Basecamp and Skype and stuff. Just like, I don't know, that's what I do. We do at CodePen too. So it's a, it's a nice way to work. And working from home has a lot of advantages. So we'll put a link to the, this job in, in, in the show notes. So, you know, you just email a newsletter to this, to dc-jobs at spiderstrategies.com to, to apply and you're on your way. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. Follow us at Shop Talk Show on Twitter. Rate us up in your podcatcher of choice. Star, heart, favorite, five stars. Do it. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Uh, use code TRACTORBEAM at checkout and receive 10% off nothing. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Anyway, I'm done. Chris, you got anything else you'd like to say? Shop.show.com.